Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. What's going on, everyone? So excited for today's episode. Today, got with me the man, the myth, the legend, Joshua yep, Perkins. Yep. That's me. Wanting it. The man. Yeah. The myth. And I'm myth. currently working on the You're legend. You're working on the legend? I'm working on yeah, it. Yeah, you got it. Some days I'm feeling like I'm up there, and then some days I'm like, I'm still a myth, yeah. I guess. But you know, like Sasquatch said on Facebook one time, if no one believes in you, you got to believe in yourself, even when no one else does, so. Well, that, there's that. That's Bigfoot. Yeah. That's so. Are you Bigfoot? No, my feet are. Yeah. I, I just wear nines. It's oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like not Bigfoot. Not not so, Bigfoot at all. Average foot. <laughs> average anyway. Foot. All right. So today we are going to be talking about um, toxic leadership. So there is a lot of different ways that we could approach this topic. Me and Josh, we've been we've been chatting and discussing this. Uh, before we did the this episode, so uh, we want to talk from a secular point of view, also into the church point of view, go through some scriptures, and really just uh, explain some things in it. So when you hear the word uh, toxic leadership, it does imply that it is, you know, negative. It's negative leadership. Yes. It's negative leadership traits, right? But there are characteristics and traits uh, for us to, to see. If So if you're listening to this and you're in, you know, the secular community or you're a pastor or a minister or you, you know, whatever capacity, you can see these traits in, in, um, in operation. So we wanted to point out some things, give some stories and examples that we've experienced. You know, I think you grow from that. You know, I, I've been under a lot of different leadership styles that I've learned a lot more from through the negative experience that I've had, yeah. uh, mainly from the from the army. Mm. Uh, toxic leadership, actually, it was coined through the military. They coined that because there was a majority of toxic leaders in the United States military, and it's like, well, there you go. So I have been under toxic leadership. Have you, Josh? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've mm-hmm. uh, I've had a lot of jobs. Yeah. Okay, doesn't mean I'm a quitter. Yeah, I just. <laughs> You're like I ain't no quitter. Yeah, but, no, uh, I, I have, yeah, uh, I have gotten jobs. Yeah, <laughs> let's just say my resume is pretty colorful. Yeah, okay, so, you got a lot, lot of diversity uh, in that resume. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, yeah, uh, can I share a quick story? It's sure. like two minutes long. Go ahead. Uh, so I used to show up at work like twenty minutes early, right? I'd mm-hmm. get prepared and I'd make sure I had to start at seven o'clock, right? My boss would come in, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. 10 after 7. She wouldn't even put her computer on until 7.45. So while everybody's like ready to go at 7 and we're taking calls and we're fixing problems, uh, she was still trying to wake up and Mm -hmm. uh, slam her coffee. Yeah. And so I'm like 40, like you were 10 minutes late and and you didn't get on your computer until 7.45. Yeah. And yet I would have had a write up over this. Like right. so like I guess the toxic trait would be mm-hmm. you know do as I say not as I do. Right. Like R- rules for thee not for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man. That makes yeah. my eye twitch. It does. <laughs> like you hear it and you you see it everywhere. Yeah, right? yeah you do. It's like yeah. well these are the rules for you but I'm exempt from that. So I have yeah. a higher standard for you mm-hmm. <laughs> but 
I get to do whatever I want to do. You know, but I've when heard, it's policy. But I've right. heard other people say though mm-hmm. that like, well, you know, they paid their dues. Right. But in the same aspect, when you're a boss and mm-hmm. people are under you, yeah, you do absolutely have to lead yeah. by example. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's a reason they pay you to be in that level, say like a team leader, a manager, a yes. boss position. Mm-hmm. The reason you get paid more is because you're managing people. So you're yeah, managing yeah. those people, but you also have to be the example to those people that you're managing. And I think there's a lot of people that miss that point. They're like, well, I don't do the job anymore. I just watch them. So I need to tell them what to do. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need to be able to show them how to do it and what you expect. And they see you doing it. So it validates that. That's modeling, right? Oh, yeah. It's what yeah. you see is what you do. So that's what Jesus did. He's like, hey, guys, look, this is how you lay hands on sick. All right, now go two by two and go do that. Well, you yeah. know, Jesus wasn't ever like, you go, go cast out demons. I won't show you. I'll yeah. just let you figure it out yeah, now. I'm your, okay. I, yeah, I'm your rabbi, so I just told you to do it. Yeah. So you'll figure it out. Well, you know, you Jesus know? <laughs> Jesus wasn't a free-range pastor. No. You know what I mean? He's no, like, he go on, my yeah, children. Go on, do whatever you want to do. No, he was very specific, <laughs> Very actually. specific, yeah. He was yeah. like, I need you to do this. Exactly. All right, but how long have I told you? You know, it's, I, it's <laughs> like you know there was that level of instruction. It's like, but then you get... Into the workforce, and it's like people expect mm-hmm. things to happen without actually giving instruction. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, we we had this thing in the in the military. It said, "Don't expect what you did not inspect." Oh, right. Yeah. So if you didn't check it, don't expect it to be there. Like if you got into a Humvee, don't expect it to just have a full tank of gas unless you check that it had a full tank of gas. Right. And it would seem like common knowledge, but you'd be surprised on how many people just expect stuff to happen, right? Just like managers and that and toxic leaders expect people to do what they tell them to based on the influence or their position or their role mm-hmm. and they're like you just do what I tell you to do because I'm your boss. Yeah, well me and my wife have coined this phrase uh instead of using common knowledge cuz yeah. common knowledge is not too common. No, we, nothing's common. No, we call anymore. it we call yeah. it basic knowledge. Basic knowledge? Love that. Just just yeah. basic knowledge. Yeah, it's like, basic just, knowledge. Not common, but is basic. <laughs> like there are different degrees and levels. You could go way up that. Yeah, right? and, and I just want basic knowledge. I, I just want to preface this when I say me and my wife, I really mean my wife yeah. told me, and yeah. I was like, that yeah, that makes is great. Sense, and I love that. because yeah. we're we're married mm-hmm. and we're one. That should be a T-shirt, right? We I, need to get a hold of Jacob <laughs> and be like, Jacob, make these T-shirts. Uh, we need this made. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would that T-shirt be? What would that T-shirt say? Uh, not common knowledge, basic. Basic knowledge, yes. absolutely. Because yes. like you do, you possess it. That could be cool. It'd be like, do you possess it? And then on the back, <laughs> common. Knowledge. Well, let me give an example Basically of that. Did you know, like in the early '90s, you couldn't find a man that didn't know how to change a tire or read a map or or oil for that matter. Right now, mm-hmm. the younger folks or make d- a fire. Yeah, don't like know how to do any of those. Needs. It's they, like you they need don't know. to know how to not freeze to death. You know? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like. I was like, here you go, you know, and to a large extent, too, in degree, which this is semi aside tangent, but not really. It kind of goes into that. Right. It's like goes back into that leadership. Right. Mm -hmm. What did the generation before them teach them? And I think that they were just so distracted in their own careers that they just let a whole generation raise themselves. So they're like free range. Oh, they'll figure it out. No, they won't. No, no they, they won't. No, the pre the prior generation allowed YouTube, Siri, and yeah. Google to, right. to teach to their teach kids. them. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, they're smarter than me, anyways. And it's like, mm. no, do not let that happen. 
that's why you need a generation being like, what, what, you know, and this is something that I've noticed too, is that there's a lack of uh, integrity and honor in uh, being a man of your word oh, or yeah. being a woman of your word. Mm-hmm. Like it goes both ways. It's not gender specific, right? Uh, it being that individual who what you say is what you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like that old adage, my word is my bond. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody does that. No, you need a lawyer, you need a contract, you need 15,000 witnesses, oh, and yeah. then you can still backpedal and get out of things. And I'm like, whoa, what happened when we were growing up that it was like, no, you said that? Mm. No, that's his word. That's, w- that's what's going to You know happen. what? Uh, well, when we were growing up, our mother just would say, well, Lord yep. willing. Right, Lord. She'd right. say that every That's time. A, Lord, don't know what's going to happen. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that way, to, she was safe, and she was like, "I yeah. never lied about anything." That's I said, true. Lord willing, because we Willem. don't know what's going on. The Lord didn't say that I need to do. That. Like as yeah. of right now, I think we're good. But mm-hmm. when yeah. that time comes, uh, yeah, something Willem. else might happen. Right. Yeah. You have no idea. So I don't want to be known as a liar. Right. Right. Yeah. So well, and and she was, you know, concerned about that. She wanted to do that. You know, be that person of integrity and being that person of the word and that trait came down to us too. Oh yeah. But when you have a whole generation that never taught anybody to actually follow through with it, mm-hmm. like, you know, for instance, the example you gave about your work, you were very punctual. You you got to your place of business early. You made sure that things were ready to go. When that when it was time to work, you worked, right? Yep. And that was something that was actually taught to you from our upbringing and mm-hmm. not from that place of employment. No. See, if you went off of based off of that employment, you would actually be following the model of that senior leader that was over you to mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, I just need to get here just then. I need to, you know, mill around for whatever time and not get any work done. Yeah. And not. you'd be fired. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're talking about this toxic leadership mm-hmm. and you guys are listening to this, I want you to think too about maybe your place of employment. Uh, different organizations that you are a part of or what you have seen and really sit there and, and look at this because I feel like the 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 way to combat it is actually observing the characteristics and not following through with those because toxic leadership is contagious. What you see, you'll because you can see the benefits of toxic leadership off of people. People can be successful, right? That boss that was over you, Josh, she was she was making more money than you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. and she was not doing what she needed to do. No. But she was being successful. So if someone was watching her and was like, well, I want to be successful like her, then I need to do what she did to get there and to do that. Mm-hmm. And that is continuing the, the process of toxic leadership. And, you know, and it bleeds in. Because, honestly, I mean, you know, godly leadership, it's hard. I mean, it requires effort and requires training, just like mom would would train us. Hey, you need to be a man of your word. You need to have integrity. You need to have good work ethic and character. Like, I don't care when it starts. You need to be there early. Like, those are little like basic knowledge things. Which I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that basic knowledge thing. I'll have to do it. Do I have to say Teresa Perkins? Hashtag Teresa Perkins. You know, I'll, I'll attribute to her. Yeah. So for those who don't know, that are listening <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, there's an inside family joke that I'm going to share with everybody. Inside um, so our mother's name, yeah, was Teresa Perkins. Teresa Perkins. Yeah. My wife, yes. is named Teresa, Teresa Perkins. Perkins. So yeah. everybody, it's just funny. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah. So our, my wife, 
Therese Perkins. Yes. Coin basic. Coin basic. Yeah, she knowledge. did ba- basic yes. knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So and I, then I our mother, be... Teresa Perkins, taught us to not be dirtbags. So <laughs> <laughs> we laugh because it's funny, yeah, but, but it's, it's not like it, we're it, laughing it's basic ironically. Knowledge yeah. Really basic knowledge. Basic, yeah. Uh, don't be a dirtbag. That's great. <laughs> All right, so uh, when we're talking about toxic leadership and uh, the Word of God, immediately one of the um, the highlighted examples, when I think about a leader that was toxic towards an up-and-coming leader or an emerging leader, uh, is Saul and David, mm, like I King Saul that. and David. Yeah. And so in 1 Samuel 18, starting in verse 6, it says, as they were coming home, when David returned from striking down the Philistine, the women came out of all of the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with songs of joy, and with musical instruments. And the women sang to one another as they celebrated, Saul has struck down thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very angry and this displeased him, and he said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed thousands. And what more can he have but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from this day. So there in verse 8 and verse 9, we see this internal conflict or turmoil that's going on in Saul in his mind. And he is saying, well, what, what else can David take from me? if he's already got the hearts of the people that he could take the kingdom, and it says that he eyed David from that day. Uh, Here in verse 10 it says, The next day a harmful spirit from God rushed upon Saul, and he raved within his house while David was playing the lyre. And he did that as he did day by day, and Saul had his spear in his hand, and so Saul hurled the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. But David evaded him twice, and then verse 12, Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him but had departed from Saul. So, you know, this this story, right, mm-hmm. it, it all stems from the, the pride of position yep. and how the people viewed Saul and David, right? David is this up-and-coming leader. You know, he already slayed Goliath. So and he's in, uh, shown himself to be valorous in in combat and battle, and so now people are talking about David and Saul gets into a place of envy, yeah, and, and that really breeds into and opens the door for that spirit to come upon him to where he gets enraged and wants to take out David. Well, see, I'm I'm all about in the season of matter perspective. Right. If Saul just took it like this and mm-hmm. made an announcement to the crowd, like, hey, listen. David killed this man. That's true. Yeah. But I'm the one who found David. Yeah. That would have uh, su- more secured his position. Right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, listen, like, yeah. yes, he's a great man. Yeah, and he's killed these yeah, people. But you I know? found this great yeah. man. Right. And now he's- And a, I'm he, raising him up. Yeah, he's an ally. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. A, he's of my house. See, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. He should have been like, he's of my house. He's yep. in my team. Yes. You know what right. I mean? And, and see, he's not a team player. Yeah. No. See, that's not a characteristic of toxic leadership. Yep. Toxic leaders will only think about themselves and their position that they're in, mm-hmm. and they don't see an emerging leader as actually increasing their influence. Yes. Because, listen, at this time, who would be more dangerous, just David by himself or a Saul and David team? Uh, uh, yeah. Right? I mean, I mean think about yeah, it. Double threat. Yeah. yeah. And it would increase his own influence had he sat there and said, 
yep, I'm raising David up. He is going to be a mighty leader in Israel and not negating that fact because that's evident and being like, oh, yeah, I helped train him. I helped do this, right? Like, who who gets the prestige, the the coach or the fighter? Both. Right! That's what I'm saying. But it's it, <laughs> because everybody that sees that knows that it took both yep. for the win. Yeah. Not just the fighter by himself right. or the coach. Yeah. But with the coach without the fighter or the fighter without the coach, mm-hmm. nobody could accomplish the goal. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so. if you think about it, going back to that style of like a boxing style analogy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the people will see the fighter, but other fighters who are emerging want to know the coach. No, that's true. Because so it, when you are a, mm-hmm. if you're a spiritual father or a spiritual mother, and you have godly leadership, and you are raising up people to be those fighters, you'll attract more fighters to you. Yeah, because they'll want to be trained on you. Yeah, they'll be like, who are you, who are you trained by? Yeah, oh, you're trained they don't by care. such and such. Yeah, they oh, don't care about man. the fighter. Yeah, I'll be like, oh. Yeah. You, he actually, you actually got him to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You called him by his first name. Yeah, like you know what right. I mean. Like yeah. such reverence. Yeah, right. And if you think about that in in relating that into the into the secular world, like you know, my experience in the military is that I've had a lot of military leaders who were uh, m- just out for their own position, mm-hmm. and they wanted people to fear them. And so that was their main uh, influence technique is like, well, you better fear me because I'll rank you and I can cause all this trouble to your life. When I became started getting promoted and getting into places of leadership, I wanted to take more of a uh, fathering role where I was training them. Mm-hmm. And people would ask me, they said, well, why don't you use the fear technique? Well, the fear technique does work, but the fathering technique will actually build legacy. Yeah. It'll actually build the—so because the proof's in the pudding, right? (laughs) Like, after I got out of the military, the ones that I trained then got promoted in places of leadership, and the style that I trained, they were able to emulate that and to pass that on. But the ones that came from the toxic leadership, they just got out. As soon as their contract was up, they're like, no, I'm done with this, right? They didn't want no part of it. No, and, and I think that, that that's where you see the difference in the continuation. Well, and, you know, me working in the secular world, I, I had one supervisor who was like, uh, when I'd asked to uh, help with uh, a procedure, mm-hmm. she'd, be, she'd be like, go ask such and such. And I would do that. And yep. yes, I found out that way. But however, I would ask another leader in the same position, yep. right, uh, which was a team right beside mine. And you know what she did? She was, uh, she was a small woman who uh, had like a mousy voice. Okay, mm-hmm. she wasn't boisterous or anything. She pulled me over side and walked me through on her computer screen on how to uh, complete a, a procedure. Yeah. And because I watched her do it, and yep. she was like, this is how I do it. And I watched her step from step to step. Yep. I was able, yep. like you said, I was actually able to uh, advance and to be a trainer, yeah. to train other people on the floor to where my boss, who was still toxic, mm-hmm. was just like, go ask Josh. Yeah. Apparently, Josh knows this procedure pretty well, right? Yep, because I didn't, I didn't a- have right. to ask her anymore because I mm-hmm. know how to do this because I've seen it done by mm-hmm. a supervisor, so I know it's automatically a, it's it's company approved. Yep, and B, it's been verified. Right. So yeah. So I'm going to use that because yep. it seems to be successful, and I haven't got any dings. Yeah. Uh, 
from quality control, right? Yeah. So I, when I train people, I'm like, listen to me and listen to me good. Yep. And when I say that, they're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. No, just follow my steps. That's going to help you. Screen. Yeah. Do not speak. Just yeah. watch my screen. Yep. And then, then I'm, then I'm talking them into each step of the process. Right. And therefore, it and makes they them have it. it w- makes them bear fruit. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. see what I'm saying? So, and and when they get it, I feel proud. Right. But people were like, because you trained them. I trained and them. helped them. And yes. so when they're starting to succeed, you don't sit there and like, oh man. I killed my thousands, but they killed ten thousands. You're mm-hmm. like no. fist bump. Yep, I helped teach that. Yeah, that's, I know. That's you know, I, you you get that internal gratification inside of you that you're like, man, that is what I'm talking about. And and anybody knows when you're working in the secular world and you got a job, yeah. anytime you can take the stress off of somebody else's shoulders yep. that was once put on yours, mm-hmm. uh, to me that's a very gratifying feeling. Right. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yep. Like uh, from my perspective of of. Of of being a, a nurturer of of people, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you, and you think about how that reproduced in you, right? Mm-hmm. What you learned, like, yeah. Obviously, your your immediate uh, supervisor was not able to do that, but sent you to that person. But what you learned, you were able to teach others around you, mm-hmm. which actually people notice that. And oh, so yeah. they're like, oh, well, if I need to know it, I need to go to him or I need to go, you know, mm-hmm. they know where they can get the, the, the answers and the results that they need. They're not, you know, uh, toxic leaders are not very approachable. Oh, they, no, they no, are, no. they are those people that are like, I'm here because I did this, this and that I've been here the longest or they feel a sense of entitlement and those characteristics and those nat- that nature uh, wants them to actually put people down. Right. Yes. Saul wanted to put David down, like physically, wanted uh, to kill him, oh, put yeah. him in the ground, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. And in tying this over into the church, too, in the body of Christ, uh, me and Josh have been a part of all different types of churches and organizations in the past. And we have seen a lot of uh, toxic leaders even within the church. And I, I almost get to that uh, place where I say I call it like a failure to launch and a failure to equip, mm-hmm. like those toxic leaders, like like there are pastors and uh, of churches and organizations that are like, hey, I want you to be a part of what I'm doing, but I don't want to train you to do anything. I want you to sit and uh, give your tithes and your offerings, and I just want you to sit there, take what I'm saying, it's all about me and my influence, and then they don't actually equip those sons and daughters, and they're not actually launching and sending them. And I think, you know, we see that that is contrary to Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, toxic leadership I've seen in the churches, and this goes back to secular, but it, it still rolls over to the church. I don't think a pastor should ask uh, a congregant to do something that they themselves would not do. Yeah. If you're a pastor that do n- does not clean toilets, don't yeah. ask your congregants to clean toilets because right. you need to lead yeah. by example. By example, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, d- There's not a, you've now arrived in ministry, you know? No. It's like, why would I... I mean, if you see anything, the example of Jesus getting down and washing the feet of the disciples, he's mm-hmm. like, now you see what I did for you guys? Yeah, you need to do that to one another. Yep. It's like, that's that's our example. Yeah, you no, know? it is. There's not a point where you've arrived. And in Second Timothy 2, 2, it says, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men also who will be able to teach others also. There is an element of reproduction that needs to be taught and sent out to go and to equip others, you know. And toxic leaders do not want to do that. They don't. They it's about them, um, their leadership, their influence, their empire, what they're building, 
And you know, and when we're talking about it in the form of a church or a, a nonprofit or religious organization, is that they could even be doing good works. They could be doing good stuff, and but they they fail to raise up. Like King Saul was still the king of Israel. He was still doing things for the country. Yet in his heart, he hated David and wanted to kill him, and did everything in his power to take David out of the situation. So he was not interested in raising up any sons and daughters to be able to take his position or to, you know, continue the legacy. And we see here in 2 Timothy 2, 2, that the Apostle Paul's talking to his spiritual son Timothy and telling him, hey man, not only do you need to do what I told you, but you need to go and train others who will be able to go and train others also. So let that continue. Let it continue. Don't let it stop with you. Don't let it die with you. You know, I was thinking about while you were talking, uh, like how Christians are referred to as the body. Do you know uh, there is a cell reproduction called mitosis? Mm-hmm. And basically that is the, just the reproduction of cells. Yes. So basically the yep. cell reproduces itself right. and, and, mm-hmm. and then keeps the process going for right. uh, the body to uh, grow uh, parts and... Um, actually maintain its function yeah uh and so the the traits of a of a of a toxic leader would not Mm. create self reproduction right in the body in it in its like manner you know i think if it did reproduce of its own kind it would be more cancerous more cancerous and it would try and kill the body kill why because it's not actually doing anything of reproduction that's going to grow in a positive manner but it's going to be in the negative light yes you see what i'm saying oh yeah so yeah in the body of christ we have that um, that portion, uh, that mitosis of, you know, the reproduction of the cells reproducing of its own kind. Yes. And, you know, and we, me and you have even said this, uh, going through and, uh, and evangelizing in different areas, we're like, hey, if your testimony, your testimony your, of what God has done in your life has touched you into the point of salvation, it should touch all the uh, others also. It should reach them, and it should be told to others. Right, what's been reproduced into you should be reproduced into others. Well, uh, that's funny you say that um, because have you ever known somebody who who professes openly to be a Christian? Mm-hmm. However, they can't talk to you about any type of godly matter. Right, and that and that tells me a couple things. First, yeah. they're not reading to yeah. reproduce right. their uh, their faith because mm-hmm. honestly, the more times you read, the more times you pray, the more yep. times you talk to God, and you listen. Yep. to God, mm-hmm. uh, it actually starts to come out in your speech. Yep. And, the th- and what's the way in you, look you at flows out of you. It flows out of you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It comes out in your speech. So yep. so if you do not act like, if you do not speak mm-hmm. like a transformed yeah. uh, cr- creation, mm-hmm. or if your actions does not um, glorify what a Christian should be, that tells me yeah. that you are not I- in the act of reproducing. Right, yeah. There, there's a stagnant point there. You're not in growth. Yeah. And I think the the a lot of people miss the fact of spiritual maturity and discipleship. Yeah. And they, they're like, man, I'm going to heaven. And I'm like, okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to do between now and then? Like, you know, yeah. God didn't beam you up to heaven. Yeah. So you we're still here. What are you to do? Well, we're supposed to advance the gospel. We need to go and reach people. We need to create other disciples also. What we have been taught and entrusted, we should be faithful stewards over. Mm -hmm. Like, these are kingdom principles 
that uh, a lot of people, they might even have sat in the church for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And they did, They just don't, they're like, yeah, I've just been here and yeah. I've sat here. Well, what have you done with what you've been entrusted? You've yeah. got a lot of, and I know a lot of people that they might have a lot of word in them, but they don't have a lot of action in them on how they apply the word. It's like they quote you the whole Bible, but then they don't have the application on, oh, so that's what that looks like when I'm in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Or they're so far removed from the world that they don't understand how to apply the word. Yeah, like all that knowledge. Yep. Uh, but they don't like people. Right. I, that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I know people that, sp- that speak kindness all the time. However, they yeah. do not like to talk to people. No. Not saying yeah. they hate people. Right. They just fear of rejection. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of people that do actually hate people that are in the church. Oh, You know, no, they're no. like, yeah, I come to the church, but I don't really like people. I'm like, how are you a Christian? How are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And you don't have the heart of Christ for other people. Like, I don't get that. I don't I don't know if this is wrong or not, but what I do is when I find out that these people don't like to talk to people, yeah. I just talk to them. Yeah. They don't have to talk to me. Yeah. I just want them to know yeah. that I acknowledge them. Yeah. Does that make like, sense? Yeah. You, you know you ain't hiding, right? Yeah. They got the ostrich syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. They got their head in the sand. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I can see you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can see you. Since we're here, let's talk. Yeah. And it's like, oh. But that's sowing seeds, too. It's getting them out of that comfort zone to be like, you know what? Yeah, maybe God does want me to step out of my comfort zone and to be more apart and to raise and raise others also here. And and I think that is the largest deception with toxic leadership. Right. And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not in either one of those categories, you're absolutely in one of those categories. Either you're a godly leader, you're a toxic leader or you're somewhere in between there. And so understanding where those characteristics lie in you it will help you uh, be a better parent. Mm-hmm. It'll help you in relationships. Yes. It will help you in the secular community. It will help you in the church. Yes. Like all of these things, like you see, it's like, well, I'm not going to put down another person that is an up-and-coming leader or emerging leader. I've seen it in the church where, you know, someone will, ha- uh, God will bless them and others will be envious and jealous or angry at them and be like, well, why did God bless them? It's like you couldn't rejoice and be happy that God blessed them. Like, that's a heart issue, you oh, know? Yeah, and so we need to, just like with Saul, that spirit didn't get a, get on him until after he had the heart issue of hearing from him and said he eyed David. He said from that day on, he eyed David. He was like, no, I got my eye on you. I, I You're going to take my stuff. And he, instead of, like you said, promoting him and being like, I helped train him. I'm here for him. I'm here to equip him. I'm going to give him every uh, of the tools and the the resources to succeed. He tried to kill him, right? Mm -hmm. So interesting thing I just saw in my head. Uh, So you know how your eyes are on your head, right? Right, yeah. And Mm -hmm. right next to them are your ears. Mm -hmm. So your eyes and your ears, they hear and they see. Yep. It goes down to your heart. Yep. Processes, right? Then guess what happens? It goes back up to your head. Yep. And comes out of your mouth. Right. So, yep. so he, so he yep. saw David. He saw it. He heard he the crowd. Yeah. yeah, yeah, buddy. Went to his heart. Went to his heart. And, and then, then he's, he's like, "I got to kill this dude." Yes. Yep. <laughs> that is. Yeah. That's the process. That's the process. And then yeah. after that, what did it do? It opened a door for that to fester. Mm-hmm. And what he had spoke, right? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Absolutely. He spoke that out. And see, and it doesn't mean that you can't have a a bad or negative thought, but you should hold that thought captive. 
It should not go down into your heart, and it should not come out of your mouth. And if it does come out of your mouth, you yep. better be quick to repent. And yep. I just want to tell you all this. Like, you know, when I was saying that, like, when Christians talk about they need to be talking out godly principles or they need to act and show mm-hmm. a, 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 a godly thing, if you don't do that, let me tell you what you do next. You're quick to repent. Yep. Like, because yep. sometimes when you fall in the workplace, yep. People are more interested on in seeing how you recover. Yeah, how do you than you fallen at all? Yeah, yeah right. Did you, I mean, yeah. everybody falls. It's how you recover mm-hmm. that makes right. you yeah. the, the person mm-hmm. that people will talk about. Right, and you're not in a point of denial. Oh, you know, you're oh, not like, yeah. oh, that, well, that never happened. It's like, no, that happened. I was wrong, and I, you know, I asked the Lord for forgiveness, and I ask you for forgiveness too. What would that look like? They're like, what? Mm. Why does that? Why does that matter? Well, uh, it matters a lot yeah, in the spirit. Well, to me, that's that's very peculiar. Huh? You belong to a people, sir. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we pray that today's episode has encouraged you and it has uplifted you. Um, we are we are excited. We were really excited to be able to provide uh, these episodes for you guys. So, absolutely, our prayer and our desire is that you guys would go out there. You would be able to identify toxic leadership traits. You would be able to identify godly leadership traits, raising up and seeing the need of training that next generation, not subduing people and not, uh, you know, just like Josh was saying, giving in to your, your ears, your eyes, and your mouth, and guard your heart, man. Hold those thoughts captive. And when the enemy tries to come in, you know, stand in that place in, firm in the Word of God and seek Him. Amen. Amen. We love all of you. Have a phenomenal day. Yep. Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. If you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins Ministries, please go to www.calebperkinsministries.com.